some things. He didn't say be anxious for everything. He says be anxious for what? Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace, look at it, look at the end. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Let us know that if the Bible says we should be anxious for nothing, it means do not be anxious for anything. Do not be a PhD warrior. Warrior, not warrior. Warrior. There are some people that they have to worry about this. They have to, you know, if you're going through a situation and you, you don't look sad, people look at you like, are you kidding me? How come you're not sad about this? How come, how come the, thing, the thing is not hurting you? If you have a PhD in worry today, I pray that you repent and say, God, Help me to stop this word worry so that I can reap the benefit of Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And let me, let me, let me, let me stop you. Let me, let me also tell you something. Stop praying. God help me to stop worrying. God has helped you already. He has helped you. He's sent his word. The Bible says, and he sent his word. He sent his word and his word delivered you. So the word has been sent already. If you have worry, worries of life, anything that's bothering you, the key is to pour out your, your heart to God by faith. And, and when you do, when you do, there's a peace. The Bible says there's a peace that garrisons your heart. It's like, when you think about garrisons, it's like a cage that garrisons your heart. Not, you're not allowing anything to come in. You're, you're exhuming peace. Let's look at this same thing in this same scripture in the Passion. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 in the Passion. Thank you, Pastor Ayo. Thank you. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overwhelming gratitude. You know what it means? Overwhelming gratitude. You know what happens? We, we, we pull that overwhelming gratitude and we throw it in the garbage. And what do we do? We pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Tell him every detail of your life. God, the Bible says God delights in every detail of our life. Then God's wonderful peace will what? Look at what he says. Look at the word then. Then what 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 you do before would now result to the after. So when you pray and you overwhelmingly giving praise, thank you. What happens? Then what happens? The peace that transcends what human understanding will will make the answer known to you through Christ Jesus. This is what it is. We need to, as we pray, 
as we pray, what happens? God always answers. Let me just, let me, let me be, let's be clear. God always answers our requests. Always. It might not be the time you want him to answer, but does he always answer? Yes, now. Jeremiah 33 3 says it now. He says, it says, call up, uh, don't put it up, please. He says, call upon me and I will answer. If he says I will answer, it means he always what? Answers. So if it means he always answers, the Lord is saying, I always will answer your what? Your prayer. So when I answer your prayer, what do you do? Question for you. Let me put it down in the layman's terms. If I call my wife and say, you know what? Here, I bought you a present. This is today is your birthday and you've been praying to God for, for I don't know, something. And God now puts it in my ear and I now give it to her. She will do what? There's an overwhelming gratitude. She's grateful. So the thing is that after you're praying and you, you have the answer, what happened? You switch to what? Praise. You switch to thank you. That's what it says. Overwhelming what? Gratitude. But I have to warn us, do not, you know, sometimes I say this now, we tend to want to manipulate God. Say, you know, God, you know, I haven't seen this thing, but let me praise you. And please, let me just do what this pastor is saying. Let me just praise you. You know, we do it one day and the next day, if we don't see the thing, we just say, this thing didn't work. When we switch to praise, as we keep on praising God and thanking him, the Bible says, you will receive the peace of God. The peace of God, you will receive it. And that's the peace that what would, is like a garrison, it just, it hooks. You hooks in. And you know without, you know, you know and you know it that God will do what he says. You know why? You might ask why and how, how, how does that work? He says, when as you as you praise and praise and thank God, you are in his presence. You're no longer looking at the troubles or the worries. You're focusing on who? On him alone. You know the Bible says in Psalm, in Psalm 100, verse 4. You know we sing it all the time. But let's understand it. We sing it. Oh, let's, let's really understand it. Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, enter his gates. Psalm 100 verse 4. Okay, that's good. No, no, leave it, leave it. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you. This is beautiful. It says, you can pass through his, pass through his open gates with what? A password of praise. Praise the Lord. This is awesome. A password of so the only way you can enter God's gates is what praise. Come right into His presence with what thanksgiving. Come before come come bring your thank your thank offering to Him 
and affectionately bless his beautiful name. This is it. So what brings you to into what? Into God's gates is what? Praise. It's praise. So as you keep praising him, either you have music on, or you're singing songs of praise, what happened? You just enter what? His gates. Think about it this way. I don't know if you know football, if you play football. For those of people that play football or always watching uh, Arsenal and uh, Manchester United and you know, green, uh, um, when Nigeria plays with Brazil and all those wonderful things. You think about this. You look at, you look at a, go, a goalkeeper. You know, when you say the, 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 in Nigeria, say penalty. When there's a penalty, penalty, it comes into what? The, eight, the 18, the, the, the right there, the zone of what? Of the, of the, of the goalie. Then there's another zone. Think about it. If you, do, if you don't know soccer, football, um, soccer, African, African, I think it's African, European. If I call it football, you might think of American football. But soccer, you know, you look at it, there's, there's, the, there's the, let's look at it this way. You, there's the goal is right here. And there's the 18, where you play the penalty. Then there's the bigger box. So what happens is, is this. The Bible says that for you to come into the big box, you praise God. Then for you to come into the, the main small box by the goalie, it's thanksgiving. You're already in his presence. So when you're in his presence, the Bible says, you're not even thinking about whatever is going on, whatever your problems are. Because what? As you magnify God, as you keep thanking God, he's becoming bigger and bigger than what? The problems you're facing. But as you keep looking at the problems you're facing, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and God is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's why you keep doing what? You keep praising God. You keep praising him. And as you keep praising him, what happens? There will be a time that you have this peace. That, you know what? What am I worrying about? This thing shall pass. You have the peace of God that, that passes all understanding. And you know that, you know what? God, this is in God's hands already. I'm not going to worry myself about it. I'm not going to think about it. It's in God's hands. God, I just give you praise and you move on. Move on. And when the enemy, don't, I'm going, I will tell you this, when the enemy brings it up to you, what do you tell him? I have the peace of God. Leave me alone. God has done it already. God has done, done what? He's done it already. Think about it like the, the, what the physical thing I give to my wife. If the enemy comes and says, ah, you, you, but you haven't gotten it, what does, he do? what does she do? She'll say, I have it. Yes, you don't have it in the physical, but you have the peace. And the peace says, I have done it already. It's just a matter of time you're going to have it in the physical. It's just a matter of time. But when you have this peace, you're working, you're working strong. You, you put your head up because you know what? 
you have the, the, the you have the say from God. And if God says it, you know, the song says, if God says it, and I believe it, what? That settles it. It's settled. You know, that's what happened to Abraham. Abraham in Romans 4, 20 to 21. Abraham's, Abraham 4. Abraham 4, 20 to 21. Could you please change it to New Living Translation? Oh, no, no, no. King James. New King James. Sorry. New King James. Look at what he says. He says, he did not waver. Abraham, they told him, you will never have what? Children. <laughs> as old as he was. He might have gone to the doctor and the doctor said, forget about it, you're not going to have children. You're, you're past old age already for you done, done deal. And God says what? No, 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 no. Come and see the stars. Come and see the stars. Forget about what the doctors are saying. Forget about all, you know, the surgeons are saying. Look at the stars. Look at it. You're going you're gonna to have descendants. You're going to have a vast numbers of, number of children. So many children that you cannot count. Well, look at what look at what happened to, to him. He says he did not waver at the promise through unbelief. He was what strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And look at what then happened. <laughs> look at what then happened when he gave glory to God. He says, and being convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. What made him convinced? What made him convinced? What made him convinced was when he said to give glory to God. Lord, I'm convinced that you, I, I know you can. You, I'm not going to waver in this promise. Your word, this your word is what your word says. I, I, I believe your word. I believe your word. He said to give God glory. As he said to give God glory, what happened? He had the peace. He had the peace. So that if the, if the, enemy, when the, if the enemy decides to come and says, nah, the guy said, no, 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 I'm fully convinced. It, it, there's a nice translation that says, I'm fully persuaded. I, I know there's a surety, there's, there's a knowing that what God said, he will do what? He will do it. He has, he's not a liar. He's not a person that will lie. He's not going to lie about it. He says he's going to do it. I am, I am convinced he will do it. And that's, that's where we're supposed to be. And that's why praise is, is so important. Try it. Start to praise God before you know it. You, you know, sometimes when I'm praising God and I'm so, so in the moment of praising God, I'll just, I'll start to tear, tear up. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Because what? He loves the way, way you believe his word. Let's look at another example. Let's look at another example. Paul and Silas in Acts 16. Acts 16, 
Could, could you change it to New Living Translation, please? Okay, I don't know where I got this one from, but it's okay. I'll read it from there. Okay, I'll read it from there. It says, Hamas's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So he grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city was in uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the, to the city officers. He says, he says they, they are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officers ordered them stripped, beating with what? wooden rods. They were beat, severely beaten and then thrown into, into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet with, in the stocks. It says, about, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was an, a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation and all the doors immediately flew open. Could you, could you, could you scroll down a little bit, please? If, okay, I think I, I said to 26, that's okay, thank you. That's okay, thank you. So it says, it says what? It says what in 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 um, Paul and Silas, what happened? They what they did was what they did something. The woman was going around and saying, "Look at these people," you know. And what happened? Paul and Silas were beaten with what wooden rods. Let's look at it this way. I want I want to give you this this this. You know, we've had this teaching. Very, very many times, but look at what the Lord was saying to me. These people entered from, you know, there's there's a saying in in, in Nigeria. It says bad, bada, badamba. They went from worse, worse, worsest. They went from terrible to very terrible problems. So what happened? They got beaten for doing. For walking around doing what? The work of God. They got beaten with wooden, you said they were severely what? Beaten with wooden rods. And what happened? They now threw them into prison, jail. And not just regular jail, they put them inside, inside, you know, like, um, Krikri or, or Rikers. They say, you know what? They can't go to regular jail. They have to go to Rikers where it's for hardened criminals. And what did they do? They said they tie their, their, their legs. So for them to tie their legs, they have to tie their hands 
I, I don't know whether you've watched these movies, uh, not movies, but like these shows, they'll tie your hand and the, the chain goes all the way to your feet. And now they take the, 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 the chains and now put it to the ground. So they cannot move. And what did Paul and Silas do? Why God? Why did you do this to me? Don't you know I've been serving you all these years? I've served you for 10 years, 20 years, and you're going to do this to me? Did they do that? No, sir, no, ma'am. They say at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs of thanks to God. And the other prisoners were what? Were listening. And all of a sudden, there was a big earthquake. Well, I said, look, you know what played out here? Let me tell you what, had, what played out. What played out was exactly what we're talking about in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. They prayed. You know, there's a song that says, Paul, I Silas. They sang. You know, they said they prayed, they sang, and the Holy Ghost came down. That's the song. It says, Paul and Silas, they prayed, they sang, and the Holy Ghost came down. Why would the, why would the Holy Ghost come down? Because you're, you're in the praise. Look at what they did. They did what? They prayed. Instead of murmuring. Instead of saying, oh me, why me? What did they do? They prayed. They got the answer that God says, man, don't worry about it. I got you. And what happened? They started to praise God for it. And as they started to praise God, what happened? Don't forget what Philippians 4, 6 says. You have the what? The peace of God that passes all or what? Understanding. And, you know, there's a peace. As he kept on singing and praising, I'm singing and praising. What happened? The Holy Ghost. God came down in his what? In his mighty power. God came down in his mighty power and did what? And broke the chains. Split the chains. Can you imagine their hands? Split the chains open. Their feet split it open. No wonder that's why the, the, the jailer, if you look at it, if you go down and read that, 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 whole, um, that whole chapter, you will see that the jailer says, man, are you kidding me? You're freed. How come these prison doors? The Bible says the prison doors fell open. It fell open. I believe those, those other prisoners will be like, uh oh, what happened here? Wow, I want to see this. This is this. I uh, no no. This is this is a miracle itself. This is a complete what? Miracle. I want the God that you're you're serving. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I want the you don't hear me. I say I want the God that you're serving. I want that God. Don't you know that we need to, what I'm trying to say is this, what you do affect others. What you do affects others. That's why the Bible says in 12, Hebrew 12, Hebrew 12, 1, verse 1. What you do affects others. Hebrew 12, verse 1, in New Living Translation, I'll just read the first the first a, the a part of it. Oh, I'll just read the whole thing. Hebrew, 
Hebrew 12 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by what? A, such a huge crowd of what? Weaknesses to this life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. The key is this. This is the key. There are a lot of people looking at us. We are the example. The church is supposed to be the example. The church is the example. So the key is this. What did they do? A lot of people were looking. Why did you think there's a reason why the Bible says, and the prisoners listened to them, heard them sing? Because think about it. Supposing Paul and Silas went there and started to bicker, murmur, and say, you know, God, I'm not serving you anymore. Why, why do you, don't you know who I am? I'm Paul. Come on now. And that's my boy, Silas. Do you know the kind of miracles I've done? And God, you, you have done this to me? Don't you know that my, 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 hank, my, my shadow was killing people? And now all of a sudden, you, you allow this thing to happen to me? You can't, you, God, what's up, dog? But no, they, they did not do that. They praised God, they sang, and other people were watching them to see. What are they going to do? What are you going to do? Praise God. And you see here, look at that same Hebrew 12 1. It says, and let's run with endurance the race God has set before us. You know, this endurance is what? Run with what? Patience. Stamina. Run this race. Run this race. Constantly trusting the word of God. Trusting the word of God. So for us to run this race that God has set before us, we run it. We run this race. He says what? You know, people talk about patience. You know, there are two different types. And this is not even in part of this notes. But there are two different types of patience. There's a the patience whereby, you know, come on, come on, hurry up. And God says, come on, be patient with your wife or patient with your husband. But the one we're talking about here is this. Patience is whereby you are at, you at peace. You are at peace. You know for a fact that God is going to do it. So you're just, that's why it says faith and patience are brother and sister. You know that God is going to do it. So you run the race that God has set before you. You run that race. Let me tell you something. Let, 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 me, let me explain something the Lord just put in my heart. When you're running a marathon, you don't run your marathon. Start fast. You, if you do that, by the time you get to the 10th mile, you're going to run out of steam. You see marathon runners, they run at the same space. If you if start fast, you keep going fast. That's basically what it is. God is saying, take my word, praise me for it, and stay at what? At that peace. Because what? That is exactly what God wants us to do. Praise the Lord. If you are yet to pray about your situation, I'm going to give us maybe two, three minutes. 
to commit whatever that is going on in our heart to God. To commit it to God and say, God, I can't do it anymore. I have tried everything I can. Commit it to God. Wait for God to answer. And start to praise God as soon as you get the answer. You know, sometimes the answer might not be, the answer might not be, God will just speak right to me. You might feel this, like, you know what? I know. Yeah. You have this inner witness that you know God has answered. This inner witness. For me, let me tell you what, God, it, it, it seems like each time I, each time I prepare this, this teaching, I'm not saying this teaching is not for you, but it's also for me. Because the Lord is reminding me that I've, I've given you a lot, I've answered, specifically answered. Specifically answered. And God always specifically answers. He answers. And he says, have you praised me for it? So the question I have to ask you is this. God has answered. So, you know, God always does this answering. He will tell you. He will talk to you. Say, this is it. Have you opened your mouth to really praise him? I believe, you know, this is written in, in bold letters. I believe the Lord is calling us the church. And, or, who, or those of us that just joined today. Join the church to praise God for three days. There's no special, it's just three days. He just, the Lord says three days. Don't, don't petition. Don't, don't ask. Praise him. Use the opportunity to just praise him. Tell him thank you. There's a lot for you to praise him for. There's a lot to thank him for. You're not sick. You're not in hospital. You're not on, on a ventilator. There's a lot for us to praise him for. Why don't you join us for three days to thank him? Even if you don't have anything to thank him for, thank him. Like I said, you're not, I have a colleague, and I'm going to close with that. I have a colleague, you know, he had the coronavirus, and he was on ventilator, and he lost so much weight, you know, and I, I know God really touched him because I remember when they told us about it. I prayed for him. I said, God, really let him know who you are. And God really healed him of it. For us, we are alive, we're well. Our family, they're alive and well. Why don't we use this opportunity to really thank him? Thank him for, for that. Also, thank him for the ones, all the answers to prayer. Yes, you might not have seen it. You might not have seen those answers. But you have the opportunity to thank him for it. Thank him for the ones that you don't understand. 
Don't forget what the Bible says, what we just started with. I'll read it from here. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. Can we be thankful for all circumstances? Use the opportunity. As you start to thank him, you'll have the peace. The Holy Ghost will come down. You're in the presence of your father. It's an opportunity. Praise the Lord. I want to use this opportunity. You know, before I use the opportunity to, to, I want you to just, you know, bow your heads wherever you are. Think about what we just, we just spoke about. Think about what the Holy Spirit just shared. Pray to him, ask him, talk to him. Talk to him and say, you know, give him, put your worries to him. Put your cares to him. God, say, God, I need your help. Speak to him. Speak to him. Ask him for, your, for help. I'm, I'm going through this issue. I, it's hard. I, you know, I need you to speak to me. Help me to understand. That the Lord has spoken to you. One way or the other, the way, the way God speaks to you. God speaks to everybody differently. The way God will speak to you. Then what you then do is open your mouth and start to praise him. Any song, God doesn't look at your voice. It doesn't matter what your voice is. You don't have to be with me in history. He, he, he loves your voice the way you are. Because he says, you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're a wonderful creature. Praise God. Start to thank him. Use the opportunity. I'm not going to give you five minutes. I'm going to thank him. Two more minutes. Like, when's like 12.53? Use the opportunity. Just thank him. Don't play any music, please. Just use the opportunity to thank him because if you start playing music, we can't upload it. Um, just use the opportunity to thank him. Thank him. Thank him for, for just being alive today. Thank him for your family. Thank him for, find, find something. There's a lot of things you could, you're, thanking, you're thankful for. A, you, you can name it. You know, the, you know what this, this is? Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Start to name the things that God. Start to look away from all those things. Start to start to start to fix your eyes on Him. For even saving you is an opportunity. Become family. 
Thank God. Thank him. And as you keep thanking him, stay in that praise, that aspect of thankfulness, thanksgiving, praise. Let's do it for three days. I'm telling you, for God to say, let's do it for three days, God really, he, he really wants to surprise all of us. He really wants to surprise all of us. Amen. Take time to do it. Don't ask for anything. Don't ask. You've asked a lot. You have prayed, you have prayed, you have prayed. Your eyes are almost falling out. Okay. Now, do what? You know what it is? There's a tilt. The praise is so high. Sorry, sorry. The prayer is so high and the praise is so low. Let's balance it out. Let's balance it out. And that's the three day. For us to balance it out so that we have that peace that God has done it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to just use this opportunity for anyone that, that is on this call that hasn't, they, they don't know Jesus. Because what we're going to be saying, what we're saying here, it just, it, I know you understood, but for you to really get the benefits, you need to know who Christ is. And for you to know who Christ is, you just, it's a simple prayer. And you need to believe it. Believe it in your heart. And when you believe it in your heart, speak, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says what? You'll be saved. You'll be born again. Let's look at it. Everybody muted. If you believe, stay where you are. Just say after me. Don't, I don't want everybody to say it. Just whoever that, is, that believes that doesn't know Jesus, just say it. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I'm a sinner, but you died for me. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day on forward. I thank you for saving me, for dying for me, for washing me clean. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible says that the host of heaven is happy. Everybody's rejoicing here in heaven, saying one person crossed over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I rejoice with you. I rejoice with you. You're my brother now. You're my brother. I encourage you to go to a good church that talks about the, the, the word. Join us. Join us here every, every Sunday at noon. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for your word today. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to know that we need to praise you. Help us, Lord, as we go through these three days of praise and worship and thanksgiving. Help us to take it seriously. And Lord, we thank you because we're going to reap the benefits. Lord, I thank you because you, I know for, for a certainty that you're going to surprise us. Thank you, Lord, because the host of heaven, the Holy Ghost will come down, just like how you came down for Paul and Silas. You're not a respecter of person. You don't play favorites. 
So Father, Lord, we are so grateful. Thank you because, Lord, as we do this, Lord, we thank you because we know peace will guide us in our hearts. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. Thank you, awesome God, for just your teaching, teaching us this word, reminding us to always be thankful in every circumstance. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor, um, could you please stop recording?